When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Her special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured. Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Brad, Sean, Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had comedian Chris Red in studio. Next on the best of. An interesting sound every time. Yeah, the, the coffee being poured. What kind of coffee are you making? Mocha? It's, it's, uh, it sounds like wet poop. Yeah, it doesn't sound <laughs> really nice. The yeah. thing needs to be cleaned, and so it's struggling a bit. <laughs> Cafe Mocha and Hazelnut. Is that what it is? Cafe Mocha and Hazelnut? Okay, you can stop now. Yeah, that's going to run over the top, isn't it? Oh, it stopped just in in time. (laughs) I stopped you just in time. Chris. What's up? We've got to solve problems while we're here today. Okay, solve the world's world's problems. problems. Yep, it's true. 
Man, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try my best to help out, man. That's all you ever do is give, give, give. That's all I know. When will the world give me back, huh? <laughs> it's about time they give back. I've to come you. to collect. <laughs> I've come to collect. Chris, you have to understand something. What's the up? older you get, the more life takes away from you. That's yeah, true. That's crazy. I don't so, like that at all. Like your ability to run, <laughs> okay. or be or be mobile at all. Well, wow. just Mem- a lot of things. Yeah, you, know, you start losing friends, family. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. but I've, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. So I'm just hoping to leave some stuff <laughs> for the world. You know what I'm saying? Like my CD player. And oh, that'd be, uh, good. that'd be highly used, very highly used. If thought, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna need it for a museum, whatever. I you know what you I got to leave it. the world? You said what? You know what I got to leave the world? What? An original in the jewel case Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, Ooh, that's amazing! Go. They gotta know. They gotta know what real CGI versus real life mixture yeah, well. animated movie. Is and Space Jam is the prime example. The that. funny thing is, I have no means to play it. Yeah, nothing in my house plays a CD. I, oh, I suppose yeah. we tried. We tried. Yeah, 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 tried. We were gonna do it when we were cleaning one day. But yeah. Yeah. Space Jam, come on. Yeah, the Xbox doesn't even play the CD. It's no. all DVDs or higher. Yeah. yeah. You don't have Blu-ray, do you? Uh, yeah. They'll play. That'll well, play. It, no, it doesn't play. P- it doesn't play CDs. Audio? No, just DVDs really? and Blu-rays. Yeah. Somebody handed me a mixtape in New York. And, a literal uh, tape? A literal mixed CD and was oh. like, yo, come on, brother. It's only $2. I was like, I don't know where I would play this. <laughs> and he was like, I gotta go anywhere. buy something to play. Like, no, <laughs> dog, this is an investment, bro. Yeah. I don't have a CD player. Mm-hmm. Get a hard drive, sir. It's funny to think. <laughs> I mean, just in my life, I'm 31 and cassettes have gone, CDs have gone. Technically, when I was a kid, uh, Betamax, that was still around. Yeah, VHS, that's gone. All sorts of stuff. Vinyl's still around. Vinyl's it come is, back. Yeah. Vinyl's still around. And it's, it's funny. I have, except for the Betamax, I have something to play all of those mm. yeah, well, in my I'm house. I'm thinking the same thing. I still have my Nintendo. I yeah. have well, I do too, but... Oh, uh, yeah. The VHS, <laughs> the DVD player, all that stuff. I don't have none of it. I don't even have a TV. I didn't like well, I didn't either until like <laughs> two months ago. No, he so. didn't have a TV, yeah, TV at all. I had to get. What do you have conversations at your house? That's gross. No. <laughs> no. Netflix. I watch my computer. Exactly. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I mean you really don't need a TV no. at all. Yeah. We use ours for well, we plug the PlayStation into it and watch Netflix on that. Yeah. So I'm, you can do much. anything. Yeah. If no. I wasn't so into watching live sports, I'm I'm getting very close to tonight. Yeah. Cutting. Actually, become um, a uh, cable cutter because they don't understand. They don't get it. They cable keep cutter. Ju- My cousin's a cable cutter too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, stealing copper. But it's only a part of the process. You know what I'm saying? It's only a part of the process. Got to get that car out there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry to spike y'all sound. On the PlayStation, they actually have this thing. Um, I don't oh, remember what it was. PlayStation View. They ha- it's, yeah, I guess like TV it's basically on the su- supposed to be like a cable uh, replacement, and they even have an app specifically for live sports on it yeah so i Hulu think honestly there probably are yeah cheaper ways well, to watch yeah. live sports yeah, because hulu, offers TV. Yeah. Yeah. hulu has a live tv i got it's that free. package oh yeah <laughs> well if you if you pay like a monthly thing you can get it's like, like live t- yeah oh. and you get any sport you can get well, everything. I, I have dvd players that have hulu 
Well, there you go. Download in it, so I guess I do the, the subscription Netflix. and yeah. yeah. Because the cable people can't figure it out. They keep going up and up and up, and more yeah. and more people. Oh, they figured it out. <laughs> they're they're running out of they're running out of business, and they're trying they to are. get money yep, exactly. as much as they can for people who who uh, failed to uh, well, transition over, which yeah. is you know it's cool. They Every, did that to me, and they jacked it to like. 180 bucks and then charge and I was like ahead. I don't think so so I went back and we we duked it out and they dropped it down to 130 you duked so. it out that's, that's still crazy. 130 oh you guys can fight for for prices oh Man, yeah I'm about yeah. to go lower all my prices you just go <laughs> hey hey what can we do about this price and they bring it back they put it back to the promotional they put you in a cage with yeah. but wild they have to dogs resign. Dope. Each wild dog you can beat is ten dollars off the price. <laughs> I, like uh, yeah. I, I think I could take like six at least. Well, there you go, six dogs, yeah. sixty bucks. I, I, I can't take out. any dogs. I saw what they did to Vic. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I saw what they did. Michael Vic. Um, I should point out, ladies and gentlemen, there are three segments per hour, and the, this hour is spent with Chris Red and Sarah Keller. I should point out that for each fifteen-minute segment, Sarah's going to change her hairstyle. So, <laughs> so, so I know so. what you're going with next. I'll go just take. I'll just take it down. Top knot and be dead. I just had a knot. top knot, and I was getting a headache. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. No, you know, there's a definite reason for that. I, uh, you know, you talk about doing what you wanted to do there. I was just on on a conference call with a bunch of lawyers. That sounds like a great time. Oh, it's just a thrill, Chris. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of went. I'm a little older than you, so the world was different back in those days. And the guy says, "What do you think?" And I said, "Here's what I think." I wish it were still like, you know, 35 years ago where I could just punch you right in the head. <laughs> and he said, only the strong survived? And I said, yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. Exactly. No, there's no, I, I'm so envious of that feeling because there's no oh. way I would ever want f- it to be 35 years ago. No, I can understand <laughs> that. I can understand in no, that. Yeah, in no context do I ever want it to be 35 years ago. Like, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like 1983? Yeah. Huh? You didn't like 1983? I don't think oh, I didn't. I, I, I only prepared that joke uh, based off what he was saying. <laughs> I, I didn't prepare to dive in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no diving in. No, uh, that. 83? Nah, nah, nah. What year were you born? I was born 85. I thought so. Yeah. He was born in 86. Mm-hmm. I thought you were about the same, the same age somewhere in there. Yeah. So, yeah, same you know what? My brother. Years. Hmm? Yeah. My, brother's, brother my brother's 32. So yeah. That's good. That's my IQ sure. is 32. <laughs> Your IQ is 32. Yeah, what do you think, man? I, th- Dang, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm dumb because I don't, I don't even know if that's good or not. <laughs> no, well, we it sounds like yesterday. it's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> we did a deal on the show yesterday where I took – because they, uh, a story showed up on my screen that, that, that gave the IQs of all presidents except for Trump and Obama. They didn't give theirs, but they gave everybody else's. Now, it would seem to me the two latest presidents would be the easiest numbers to get, right? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that uh, George Washington, who had an IQ of 140, there was no such thing as an IQ yeah. test back yeah. then. Yeah, so. and he owned people. Uh, and he did own people. You're yeah, absolutely right. Uh, uh, right. I think, I, if I could guess, I would say Obama's is easily like 132. Well, and then Trump's is like a banana. <laughs> just a banana? Yeah, yeah a banana. it's just a literal banana. So I took an IQ test <laughs> while we were on the show yesterday. I took an IQ test, yeah. and I answered all 20 questions correctly. But then they said I had to pay them to get the results, what that means, <laughs> yeah. right? What the number would be. Yeah. Except they gave away the very small algorithm on how they would arrive at that number. And so based on that, my IQ is 200. 
I'm here to tell you, my IQ is not 200. It's not 200. <laughs> no. It would be like top five in the world. Top five in so. the world if my IQ was 200. Wow, well, mine's 16,000, so I don't know. Well, number doing. one. New no- there's a new Pretty number good. one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, look, look it's, it's, hard, it's hard being this smart and intuitive, but Ooh, like someone that. has to do that. Intuitive, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It all works out for me. I, I, I know where this conversation's already going. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm way ahead of my time. No. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know what my IQ is, but uh, I'll leave that a mystery for myself. Yeah. Well, just don't ever spring it on yourself. It'd be good. I would say you'd, you'd be happy. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Don't look at me like that. I think so. You look at me like he's sly now. No, nah, man. I'm doing all jokes, like, baby. <laughs> I'm going for all laughs right now. That's good. That's a good plan. And you're in your business has a really good plan, actually. Yeah, man. No doubt. It was kind of fun. We didn't get a, lot, a whole lot of time on the, on the morning show today to talk about Saturday Night Live and how. So, so you are 32 years old. I'm 33. 33 now. Okay. Yeah. Birthday was in March. To have because your first year was last year, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So basically, to have that kind of instruction, just to live that thing, has got to be so good for your career. It's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, yeah, De- it doesn't hurt at all. Um, right. it's, it's it's definitely good. It takes a minute to like catch on in, in certain ways, and in other ways, it's like, oh yeah, this is way different. I mean, the relationships I've built, um, just through the show, is are, are, are amazing. I've had nights and and weekends that I will never forget ever yeah. in my life. You know, um, and then it just yeah, it just makes everything. Um, it just makes everything better creatively too. Like my stand up is stronger. Yes. Like everything, yes. the writing is stronger. I pay attention to a lot more. I can like handle a lot more. Like I'm not. I mean, I'm tired all the time. But like, I can more. like create out of that exhaustion without um, when I need to, which is important when you're when you're just constantly on the go all the time. Yeah, it makes total you sense. Still be able to like show up and do your thing. Does getting a, a laugh from that audience, in other words, the other people on the show, is getting a laugh mean that much more to you with people that are that talented laughing at what you just said? Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah when you kill in that room, um, it's yep. like the best feeling in the world, man. It's um, it would be, it's comedic heroin. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, that's it's nice a, comedic heroin. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the great. I've never done heroin. I could. I'm very ignorant with this statement, but uh, <laughs> I don't know firsthand. But I think once you've done heroin, a, you don't stop doing heroin. Yeah, that's, yeah, thing that's what it. I hear about it. Here it's pretty that's strong. That's a, it's you know stronger than coffee, uh, but coffee <laughs> yeah. in the mornings. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like any other stage to me though. I think that's. Like it's like any other stage, uh, the crowd is just like it's it's it is what it is. That's, that's kind of how I, I look at it. I like to make the cast if if I can make the cast and the producers laugh. Like if you're killing at the table read and and everybody's having fun in rehearsals and like that's when you know you're like okay yeah I'm I'm doing good. So as long as and then you see if the world likes it and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and you, and you just have to roll with that. Um, that was that was getting I, that took some getting used to. It's like. Uh, performing and feeling good and then waking up and hearing everybody's thoughts about every single thing that everybody did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. And so that that was a little weird. Um, But outside of that, you know what I mean? I mean, even that was cool when it's good. When it's bad, it's just like bombing anywhere else. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It wouldn't make any difference. It's a part of it. It's like you can't hang on to that. It's like it's going to be what it is. Do you know the first person told you you were funny? Do you remember? 
Ooh, the first person. Yeah, uh, it's this girl, Katie. I don't know her. I forgot her last name. She said I was funny because she didn't think I was cute. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zaxed her out. She was like, you're funny. Oh. And then she kept on doing her homework. <laughs> you, you asked the question. No, I, it's, a, it's a great answer. It's a very honest answer. Katie, if you're out there, you you lose. <laughs> Ooh. She does. She could be doing very well. I don't know. Well, look at the, I don't think about her life, Just man. look at the development. I mean, here it is right there. It's on camera right now. Everything's yeah. good. I, I She's literally watching. don't know her, her last name. So I, just, I do remember that vividly, though. I was a very shy kid. I was like... Um, yeah, I was an extremely shy kid, and so I didn't really talk much, and I, I had all these crushes, <laughs> and Katie was the biggest one in that particular grade. I, I think it was like third grade. Third grade? I think so, yeah. All right, but she didn't say you were funny. She said I was funny. That was good. I don't. I, I think it's because I was asking her out, though. Not yeah, because yeah, I said funny. That's funny laughable. Joke. Yeah. See, saying that's laughable is not saying that you're funny. Right. That's a total different Yeah, thing. <laughs> that's the whole joke of it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe she was trying to compliment you, but she had really bad social skills. So she just threw something out and then stopped making eye contact. Well, I remember laughing at what she said, right? Because I was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, <laughs> and then I realized in my mind, like, yo, y'all only had two conversations in which you've said, hi, Katie. <laughs> Wait, what about me is funny. That's it took me true. a while to break down how how uh, she she dissed the hell out of me. Nah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm sure she's out there pining away. Uh, there's several people doing that. Oh, a lot of people doing that. A lot on my Facebook. Yeah, really. A lot, a lot in the Facebook messages. No, a person asked me for six hundred dollars. What? Yeah, what? yeah. Sarah, someone asked me for six hundred dollars. I went to school with her fifteen years ago. And uh, she hit me up after 15 years. And she's like, yo, you're doing so well. Um, I, you know what? You've always been, like, cool and nice to me. Um, could you give me $600? I was like, huh. that, what? You, in 15 years, you ain't made better friends? That's insane. <laughs> I wish you hadn't said the part where you went to school with her. Because yeah. I was going to say, and then you said, no, Mom, you can't have any more money. Yeah. <laughs> ah, there you go. Nice. That's we'll be nice. right back. Two minutes more right after this Tom Bernard show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Chris Red on the best of. Coming up next, we have Tim Slagle back in Minnesota. He'll be back again later in the show. Next on the best of. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Slagle tonight and tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty, at the lovely uh, Acme Comedy Company, uh, seven hundred eight North First, six one two three three eight six three nine three AcmeComedyCompany.com. Five five four zero one. You forgot that part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, all you have to do, pretty much, if you're, is just type in Acme mm-hmm. and, and, and Google figures yep. out what you're looking for. Oh yeah. Either that or the Road Runner. Yeah. Either, yeah. either that or some rocket roller skates. <laughs> rocket roller skates from Acme. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> With a jet pack that's a big stick of dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So you were talking about David Copperfield. Yeah, I think I think I mentioned this on the uh, on the uh, radio show. It was uh, uh, he's got he, he collects uh, orphaned ventriloquist dummies. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you did mention that on yeah. the morning show. Yeah, yeah and you he's did. got a whole room full of, he's got, uh, he's got uh, George. From Otto and George, I think he's got, uh, uh, I think he's got Danny O'Day and Farfel in there. Oh. He's got, yeah, he's got all of the. Uh, <laughs> there's a picture I saw on Facebook, and it's like one of the creepiest mm-hmm. pictures. Yeah. You could, you could not pay me enough money to spend one night in that room. If I were him, I would rig them up so that anytime anyone opens the door, they'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Just scare the hell out of everybody. I. I don't. I've never under. Well, you know, uh, Terry, Terry Fader. Uh, he's a ventriloquist. Yeah, I, I, actually, an ama- he's an amazing ventriloquist. I mean, that's almost that's almost like a, that's almost like a circus act. Yeah, he's so good. Yes. Yeah. So I interviewed him about two years ago, and I'm sitting there talking to him. And the, what's the turtle puppet? This big puppet is the turtle. I can't remember his name though, but it's a turtle. He had the turtle in with him. Yeah, he had the turtle in with him, and we're on camera. It was actually at the uh, Las Vegas uh, whatever convention. It was some business convention, radio or broadcasting or some damn thing. So I'm sitting there interviewing Terry Fader, and I then I stopped and I said, I just realized something. Every time I talk to your puppet, I make eye contact with the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. I was actually... So anyway, what do you think about it? <laughs> You're making eye contact with a puppet. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> there's a there's a ventriloquist in Chicago. Bob Rumba is his name, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, somebody there's a story. I don't know if it's true, uh, but I but I'll tell it like it is. Is that somebody went somebody went over his house around Father's Day and on his fireplace mantle there were Father's Day cards, and each one of them was signed by a different puppet. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> That is creepy as hell. I'm sorry. Is that because of the, the book, Mag- what's it called, Magic? And then they made a movie out of it with Anthony Hopkins, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a good one. He said, hey, I can get you on The Tonight Show again, but you've got to go five minutes without doing the puppet voice. Oh. He's like, oh, five minutes. That should be, should be, should be easy. Nope. You can't do it. <laughs> it was really creepy. Magic. Well, the worst thing about that is I'm, I'm going through a situation when I'm, uh, I think I was like 17, and I knew I wanted to get into radio, and I did get into radio a year later, but I said I'm having a really hard time making that adjustment to go and look for jobs in radio. And he said, you should read the book Magic, because basically your on-air persona will be kind of like a puppet. Scared the hell out of me. He's like, you think this is where I'm going to go? Scared. I'm like, Renee, what the hell's wrong with you? You scared the hell out of me. Well, for a while there, for a while there, it's uh, uh, all the morning shows like in the 70s and 80s. They were they were like ventriloquist shows. Yeah, yeah. they would all have they would all have yep. a puppet in the, uh, no, in, the right. in the studio. And it's wow, you you I didn't even think about this. You had to, you got into radio when you had to learn Morse code to get <laughs> yeah. to get licensed to go and spin records. That's exactly right. You actually had to learn Morse <laughs> oh, yeah. code. You did. You did. You had to learn Morse code, and you wow. had to get a uh, Class A uh, operator's license. Like you were the chief engineer. Yeah. Mm. Like I got a Class A operator's license. I didn't know a damn thing. If the thing, I can't, I can't even change a light bulb. And I did get. I got a license as an engineer. It's like come on. So, man. so I guess you know. I guess if the Ruskies started nuking us, you know, you could tap on the microphone. To, yeah. To, to get your get yourself to a civil defense shelter immediately. Yes. And that's that was the purpose. That'd it, be it. It's just an example of government bureaucracy. Is it, is I guess there probably was a time that a 
radio operator would need to know Morse code, but the law just didn't change all the way to like when you started radio, at which point it was absolutely unnecessary. The law no, it takes was, a yeah. long time yeah. to catch up, yeah. I suppose that is true, a little transition. Did you, now, when did you get into comedy or when did you first appear on stage? Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't like to say it because it sounds pathetic. <laughs> well, that's good. To actually be at it this long and be this uh, obscure. Uh, I My first time on stage was July 4th, 1979. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, coming, up on, I'm coming up on the big 4-0. Now, when, so where were you? Uh, it, was a, it was a block party. It, uh, it, it, I had met a guy in college that was in a band, and I said, let me open for your band, let me open for your band, I can do stand-up comedy. He goes, really, where have you done stand-up comedy? Oh. Uh, uh, where, where are you playing? <laughs> yes, there. I did it there for the very first time. Well, did you have any concerns about, about how you, you might be different on stage than you are in real life? Did you think through that, or did you just not care? Um... You know, there was, there were, you know, I went through periods where I, where, where I tried to do a character. I tried to, tried to do something, mm-hmm. someone other than myself. And uh, instead, I found it was easier just to do myself. And myself actually turned into a character. It's, uh, well, see, it's because you are on stage just a bigger version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Black, I hear a story about Lewis Black uh, was hanging with some comic and they started dissing Larry the Cable Guy. And uh, and Lewis Black is actually a good friend of Larry. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and, Larry's uh, a great guy. Yeah. And, and, and he said, you know, you know, shut up, you guys. You know, we all do characters on stage. There's no doubt about we, it. Uh, uh, don't get jealous just because his is a little more successful than yours. Yeah, like 19 million a year. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and you you know the thing the the thing with Dan, he had to actually, you know, the rest of us. I I play I do my character for 45 minutes a night. Yeah, you know, right, it, right. it's he had to do that, Larry the Cable Guy, from the minute he walked out of the house and got into the cab through the airport into the hotel, yep. and he he didn't get to drop the character till he came home the following Monday, and that that to, to actually hold a character that long is yeah. uh, is commitment. Well, the amazing thing about uh, him to me is uh, he's from Nebraska. Most people in Nebraska don't have a deep southern accent. No, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a complete puppet. It's it a, is. It's a it complete fabrication. Is. And, you know, God bless him for being able to keep Because, you know, you bump into somebody at the airport. Oh, my gosh, it's Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, How y'all doing? You, you, you can't, you, you, you thing you can't say, uh, you know, I'm not on stage right now. I'm just, you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm just he, trying to get a cup of coffee here at the Starbucks. He married one of our interns at KQRS. His wife, yeah, he met her. She was an intern at KQRS, and he married her. Wow, that's pretty cool for her. She went from being an intern to being worth about 150 million. So that's good, Mrs. You know. Cable Guy. Miss, <laughs> yes, Mrs. <laughs> Cable Guy. Mrs. Cable Guy. It's absolutely true. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think people consider that. That if you are Larry the Cable Guy, you have to stay in character probably about 90 percent of the time. Yeah. That cannot be easy to do. No, and it, it, it can't be good on your mental health either. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. think so. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just, I, to tell you the truth, I think that got to Jerry Lewis later on in life. Is he was so goofy and so weird that later in life, it's like, doesn't it? Nobody takes me seriously mm-hmm. ever. Right. That'd be that'd be hard. I would think. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was my mom's speculation that. Uh, that the, that the reason why he worked so hard for muscular dystrophy was because he was ashamed at the character he did. Well, 
I think that's yeah. an argument. That's, I do Shane think that's drives an argument. a lot of stuff. <laughs> that that was his way of repaying it to the to, 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 to people with disabilities for 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 mocking them all those years. I had heard that the Dean Martin in the late fifties or early sixties, whenever it was, they split up. That he literally just told everybody, I, I can't be around him all the time. <laughs> and I could see that. If that's how he's going to act all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Please stop doing that character. But I think, yeah, I think it got to him at the end of his life. He just couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take being Jerry Lewis anymore. I think, I th- I think probably the most Jerry Lewis, the real Jerry Lewis movie was probably The King of Comedy. I loved it. I think that was Loved that was it. who Jerry really was right there. I think he did, there was yeah. no there was no acting involved. Have you ever heard one of the last interviews he ever did where he gave all one word answers? Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Just to oh. be a jerk? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, so have you enjoyed your career? Yes. Do <laughs> uh, you also uh, you happy with your family? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, tell me about tell me about how you didn't like being fu- uh, fired by the mu- Muscular Dystrophy Association. Didn't like it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was everything was just bad. No, no. I just had a real attitude on top of it. Where's my oatmeal? I don't know. <laughs> well, he did a um, uh, comedians and card. Uh, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Hmm. But for some reason, Jerry decided to delay the release of it long after. Oh, he did. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld released it. it it's in the third, the third or fourth season of it. Yeah. But it, it, it says is? it says at the end it was filmed in 2012. Really? Uh, <laughs> it's uh. like. I wonder why he held on that so long. Probably, probably because after the camera went off, he probably he probably pissed off Jerry too. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna help your career. <laughs> what I still don't understand about comedians in cars getting coffee. Barack Obama, yeah. he's a comedian now. I, you know, I, what? Well, yeah. I don't really understand that at all. He's not a comedian, and I don't know. So I, I guess, well, you had Howard Stern on, too. Howard Stern's not a comedian. Yeah, not really. No. I mean... Sort of. Kind of. Sort, sort of. Kind of. Sort but of. more than Barack Obama. <clears throat> more, sure. yeah, more than yeah. Barack I Obama. I saw his... Well, but maybe, of course, maybe Barack Obama said, uh, I did the uh, uh, correspondence dinner and uh, got yeah. lots of laughs and applause. So. <laughs> Except for when Larry Wilmore called him the big N. It's like, <laughs> what was that all about? Whatever happened to Larry Wilmore? Is he around at all anymore? Oh. <laughs> He was hosting the. He was the speaker or the MC for the correspondence dinner, and he referred to the president of the United States, Barack Obama, as the Big N. Well, it's the first N, I think. Is yeah, that would be the that would be the correct term exactly. I don't know how the hell he thought he was going to get away with that. Because he's also black and thought it would be funny. Funny. Yep. Mm, he's the president of the United States, though. Saudi Arabia wouldn't have a great laugh. It's not everyone goes to, goes through the entire book of the N word and sees who's allowed to use it and who is not. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting a little tired. There's a lot of there's a lot of different stipulations and, and, and things like that. Well, the weird thing is that two guys like John Schnatter is that the guy's name from Papa John's. I think it's John Schnatter. Yeah, I think so. He was repeating a story about right. Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel to Colonel right. Sanders. Right. And the, the big end came up. 
So he never just used it or called somebody yeah. the big end. He was repeating a story, and the same thing just happened to the uh, Indianapolis Colts announcer. He was telling a story about another guy who had used the big N, and he used that word to tell the story, so he got fired. Yeah, and if he had read the book, he would know that that's covered by a section 3321, <laughs> subsection A, <laughs> paragraph 2. Yeah, yeah. I love to tell the story. Victor Treadwell was my roommate back, uh, God, many, many years ago, 40 years ago, something like that, maybe even longer than that. But uh, Victor was a black man from uh, Hollywood, Florida, as a matter of fact. And only in the house, never outside of the house, but only in the house, he would call me that. (laughs) (laughs) He did. It was was unbelievable. And it kind of worked out. Victor was a hell of a guy. His sister lived with us as well. She was a beauty queen. She was a very, very attractive young woman. But yeah, he would... And she would look at him when he would call me that. She'd look at him like... (laughs) <laughs> don't do that but you know he did we had a good time it, it was a, i don't know there was an interesting time in my life i tell you that <laughs> first time he called me that by the way i was we were making soup and i stirred it and actually t- took a taste of the soup and put the spoon back in he said big in what the hell you think let <laughs> me put your you know, I, I don't remember he, he didn't use the word uh Saliva. Use some other word. I'm putting that back in my suit. <laughs> it's not happy. It's interesting how language has changed since I've started. Since since oh, I started yeah. doing comedy. When I first doing comedy, the, the the big thing was the seven uh, the seven words you'll uh-huh. never hear on television. Right, right. But George Carlin and uh, 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 you you can hear every one of those words on television. Yeah. Now. Oh, yes, interestingly you can. enough. Yeah. But now the the the, the words you can't use. There's a whole new whole new alphabet of words you can't use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized I realized this. Um, I was doing a show, and uh, a comic used in a, he used the R word in his show. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back on. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll okay. kind of find out what the R word is. <laughs> but I want to hear about some of these names or words, okay. but you can't use them. Sure, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. We'll be right back right after this Tom Bernard show. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Our state fair is a great state fair. Don't miss it. Don't even delay. That was Tim Slagle on the best of. In case you couldn't have guessed from the song choice, it's that time of year again. And it's also time to bring out one of my personal favorite clips. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to when we were live at the state fair and did some on-site interviews with some very interesting people. Next on The Best Of... Things are good. How are you guys doing? Everything's good? Is that the old Billabong? Where's the Billabong? Billabong's a brand. How long... Oh, there used to be a bar called the Billabong over by... Uh, it's right down the street from us. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right down the street now, from Walter. Billabong Walzerama. is like a surf clothing we brand. What are you up to? I know you're his daughter. I know who you are. Talk, talk into the microphone. Come on, Dave, Dave was talking into the microphone. The night that you took my dad to the Wally Mund, I met my husband... That's we right. have a you, baby now. You have a baby now? Yeah. Baby. We just had him a couple of months ago. Her father's, her father's Michael Caine, one of the great actors of all time. Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Listen, come on, Mally, tonight, and don't bring that guy with you. Right. My husband's over there. Where? We have a babysitter today. Does he still play golf six times a day? He left me to go to the birthing center. I love the birthing center. <laughs> Just can't get enough, apparently, huh? Yeah, right? Yeah, I, don't, I think I'll well, steer clear of the birthing center. Yeah, you've birthing already been yeah. there. Yeah, I've been there. Well, Checked congratulations. Out. That's Thank wonderful. You. Thank you for say introducing it. me to my husband. Say hello to your pops. I will be Thanks a lot. Michael Kane's daughter, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Kane. Michael Kane. Mine's way better than yours. I just want to comment what, on your the, father? Uh, oh. you're right. the Monte Cristo that we just tried. Uh-huh. I've been searching all week for the perfect breakfast food. The breakfast Monte Cristo right next door is, it is fantastic. Is it right next door? Right oh, right on the other side over. of this trailer. So. The second Where it says hot breakfast. sandwiches. It's right there. Delicious. So it's absolutely delicious. And how's that, Alex? Eat that. I, yeah, I've been, they, they've been bringing me food all day. So does that have Oregon! Egg? That is egg, on it? egg, cheese, and pancake deep so fried. Egg, egg is okay. <laughs> I'm not vegan. I'm Nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that at all. You're hitting, you're hitting the road, Dave? You better be here in a year. I'm, I'm coming after you if you're not here in a year. You too, Dave. Emery, thanks. Bye, guys. Have a great day. What a good guy. What are you up to, sir? What does that mean on your bag, the TN? Or is it NT? Oh, is that Northern Tool and Equipment? Okay, I get nice. it. Nice. You see those sticks? They have those walking sticks. Those things are great. Did you buy one? You didn't get one. Step up to the mic, sir. What's your name? Fred Graff from Nielsville, Wisconsin. From where in Wisconsin? Nielsville. Nielsville. Badger Country. So now, when? Packer Country. Boo. What's that? Oh. Minnesota State Fair, West End Market. That was very nice. Moo booth. Um, do you ever do you do you like uh, let's say during Badger games, do you have any beer or anything? Beer is always good. (laughs) 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 But I drink I I drink I drink more milk than beer though. Well, the only reason I ask you is Nielsville must be hard to say after a few beers, man. I go to Nielsville. Don't don't drink very many in the winter. No, Mm -hmm. only in the summer. Summer. Do you used to have a good time though? Oh yeah, I have a good time. So would you? uh, Would you? You you lived in Nielsville your whole life? Yeah. Except when I was in the army. What? When were you in the army? Fifty-four to fifty-six. So you you just missed the Korean outfit. Just. just you just missed just it. Just yeah. missed it. So what do you do for what did you do for a living? I was a dairy farmer. Oh, you were. You still I ran a four-ton tractor over my pelvic. Oh, oh Jesus! How'd what? you do that? Started it standing on the ground. Why? Wasn't because I thought I needed ether to get it running. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little cold. And it started right up. And ran over your hip. Run right over my pelvic. The only helicopter ride I had in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I found out at the same time I had sleep apnea and farmer's lung. What's farmer's lung? They told me I'd never walk. It's an asthmatic lung. Oh, just from the, the, the methane? Well, from the... Fertilizer? I open silos, you know, and it's... Oh, yeah. You got spoiled feed on top that ferments. Oh, yeah. And... Dry, dry alfalfa bothered me. Dry corn. Perfumes bother me if a lady comes in church with perfume and sits by me. My wife will tell me to get up and move because my nose will start running. Honest to God. That happened to me too, but I didn't know it was a condition. But other than that, life is good. 
Yeah. Other than the allergy month, to everything and a broken hip. Next month, I'll have 58 years in with my wife. Old are you? Ah. Wow. Old are you? And by and the way, saying you've had 50 years in with her sounds like you're in prison. I don't have her trained yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're working on it. I love that. He's working the crowd. He looked around like, hey, did you hear that one? <laughs> so things are good. What's your wife's name? Millie. Millie. Millie's Millie a good one. Fred. Million, million, Fred. Cute. Right. I like that. We still go dancing. Do Aww. you really? Seven years ago, ago, I had both hips replaced in one knee. Three mm-hmm. years ago, one shoulder. Honestly, and don't, God. don't it, doctor asked if I could get it as high as my head after six weeks. Yeah. Honest to God, <laughs> that's unbelievable. I Fred. did my own therapy. How many guys you punched out with that fist? Look at here. Oh no, we're gonna. Next day, it's the state fair. Rotor, for yep. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, man. Sunday. Say hello to everybody in Nielsville for me. All right. Thank you, Fred. We sell sweet corn on the road. So someone coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. And How far is it from here? 150 miles. I'll, we could do that. I'll no give you the sweet corn. I need corn. a ride to Nielsville. Hey. It's 150 uh, miles. If you come out, I'll give you the sweet corn. I could do that. Free sweet corn. Worth Go Badgers. Worth it. And take the Packers with you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Fred! Yay, Fred! Cuteness. I'm change his name to Steve Austin with all those fake new parts. <laughs> he got the $6 million man. <laughs> that was great. See, I just love guys who just wander by, grab the microphone, you hear wonderful stories. Dan and has a face. And the thing is, because it's a podcast, you could pra- he could probably listen to you in Nielsville. Absolutely. Yeah. On the podcast, you can listen to Nielsville. We have a State Fair official lady. Is this Brianna? Hi there. It's How pronounced Shooty. It's pronounced Shooty. It's me. It? I'm here. Okay. I'm happy to have you here. Well, I'm so happy to be here and welcome back to the fair. So I've only been 40 years. I know. It's How old amazing. Are you, like 25? It's about time. You know what? Brianna, I'll tell you, and I'm, I'm not making it up as I go along. People here are incredibly nice, really are. And I explain to people, Brandon Shooty, by the way, what's your official title? I'm the marketing and communications manager for the fair. It's a very exciting title. So I have to... I have to. Very official. Are you the one I have to talk to about getting our own booth next year? Yeah. With bleachers. we got to get yeah. that done with bleachers. Let's get it done. Dan. For certain. Brianna, Brianna, Dan. We're going to talk to you about getting our own location next we'd, year with bleachers. We'd love to have it be official. Can we kick oh, out CCO? Phenomenal. Pardon? <laughs> Get rid of them. Kick out CCO. Just kick them out completely. <laughs> uh, no. I was telling people, you know, listen to the KQ Morning Show, people come here to listen to TomBernardShow.com, that it's like mental health for me because all I do is read stories every day about this guy killing a cop and this guy joining ISIS and getting killed. and that. It's all these horrible people. And you come out and meet all these nice people out here. It's, it's really it's good for me. It is. It's, it's yeah. It's good for your soul, and it's a good place to you know just see so many random acts of kindness and just people helping each other out and and you know talking with people they don't know from Adam. It's right. just it's it's a really cool phenomenon. It really just a, such a cool atmosphere. I would have never met Fred if it wasn't for the Minnesota State Fair. I just love guys like. Well, it. I know Fred was awesome in Nielsville, <laughs> Central yeah. Wisconsin is like a different country. Oh, it is. If, a different it, country. I mean, if you. If, I've got a coworker from there, and trust me, it's like a different country. So. Did, but just, he was great. He was just terrific. We had the Dave. Dave's worried about, uh, you know, he's got a bad heart, and we're talking to him about this and the other thing. 
this guy hasn't gotten up in two hours. You're not at Renfest. The woman, the woman with him has had to do everything. People. He's been so entertained for two hours he hasn't moved. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly right. But seriously, you guys do an amazing job out here. And I'm not just saying, you know, if I didn't like it, I'd tell you. You know how I am. If I didn't, if I went, ah, I don't like this or I don't like that. But it, everybody has been so incredibly nice. Everybody. Uh, the food's been terrific. Good, good. I, I, I wish I had a complaint. I don't have any complaints. Well, I, w- I was listening to you this morning, and and I just you you've been so incredibly positive about everything. So oh, I'm glad that I'm so glad you feel that way after 40 years. It's awesome. But it's selfish though, because it makes me feel good just to come out here. Good. I, mean, I literally will sit at home tonight and go, oh, I get to go to the fair tomorrow. That'll be good. Yeah. And I, there's something I might have to announce in the show tomorrow morning that uh, you know, I guess that it's going so well at KQRS. That the response has been huge. They asked me if I'd come out on Saturday too. Now, this is your fault that I have to work on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> they want me to come out from like two to two to six on Saturday at the KQ booth. You think are I should you, do that? Are you going to do it? Probably. Oh, come on. But Brianna. What it's, else are you doing on Saturday from I don't 2 to no, 6? No, that's not the problem. Complaining and you watching can't TV. Get <laughs> near is usually the Saturday yes, tradition. I'm thinking that everything's horrible. Pretty much. Um, but you can't get near this place on a Saturday, can you? Well, It's like you know, the biggest day of the year is this Saturday, isn't it, every it, year? Yeah, typically this coming Saturday is, is the busiest day, but we'll see what the weather does for us. And, yeah, and, tomorrow um, I'm kind of worried. You know, if, if you say that you're going to come out from 2 to 6 on Saturday, we will get you out here from 2 to 6 on Saturday. Well, I guess I'm coming out from two to six on Saturday. But <laughs> it must be great. Uh, Tom, my driver from Star Transportation, and yes, I did pay for it myself because I work from in a radio station. But anyway, not every, just any radio station. Here's a good example. We pull up. Uh, I'm in a car. He pulls up and goes, "I'm just dropping off a client." Everybody says, "Yeah, absolutely, go right through." And then one guy said, "Oh no, don't get out here." And I thought he went like was complaining. He's like, "No, no, it'd be better for you if you went down there." He went out of his way to be really, really helpful. It's just been, from moment one, a terrific experience at the Minnesota State Fair. It's just been, I mean, other than meeting you, that's the one, you know, negative. Well, I have to tell you, it's a highlight for me to meet you, too. So oh, I've been doing this 10 years, go. and I haven't met you, or and we haven't done an interview, so this is pretty cool for me, no, too. I, Very I special. I, the last time I appeared at the Minnesota State Fair was 1975. And we found out that was because of Jeff Passolt, and I didn't even know him then. Did you know that? I came up, I was working at WDGY in 1975, came out, and these four brothers were throwing pennies at me. (laughs) I said, I'm not going to go out there and do this deal. (laughs) I find out years later it was Jeff Passolt, his brothers that were doing it. Go figure. I didn't even know him for another several years. But, uh, no, seriously, and there's no reason for me to tell you it's wonderful, other than the fact that it is. I mean... You know, I'm not a spokesperson for the fair or anything like that. It's just you guys do an amazing job. Uh, the food is really good. You can have whatever you want out here, whatever kind yeah, of food you absolutely. like. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every type of person comes to the fair, every type as you of can person. see. And it's just uh, nice. It's, I mean, we just, you know, as, as organizers, we just feel like, you know, we're stewards of this place. And, and, and we want to create an environment and an atmosphere uh, and an experience where people can get together and, and be that way, like you're talking about. You know what cops told me, too? Because, you know, I'm very pro-cop. But the cops tell me. That if somebody, they're walking, people are walking down the street or, you know, standing around watching a show like this or whatever, and let's say some little child 
gets separated somehow or, you know, maybe somebody gets disoriented on a hot day or something. They said people come over to the police and say, I think that person over there needs help. And the cops say it's so helpful because it would take them longer to find out who needs help or whatever. They said people will go out of their way at the state fair to help other people. Oh, absolutely. It's just so 100%. Cool. Yeah. Can we just, like, seal it off? <laughs> we can live here. Can we not live to, at the fair. We don't have to put up with all the politics and all the stuff that's outside the state fairground. Well, I have to tell you, the weather's been incredibly nice this year too. But well, it it, has, and, it and so that helps the mood as well. Don't so. speak too soon. Well, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you though, my daughter Alex. Have you ever met Brianna? No. Hi, Alex. Hello. It's great to meet you. My daughter <laughs> loves the state fair. Always has since she was a little tiny girl. I do. What, what and are what are your favorite things? All the animals, the animals, the birth centers. I always like one of my highlights because I love holding the baby chicks and stuff. What are your three favorite things in the world? We went through this. Disney World. Disney World. The State Fair. State Fair. What was the third one? I might have been Dan. Dan. Your fiance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was your fiance. Which good is good choice. Nice. Good choice. Yeah. But honest to God, she. Disney World and the State Fair, that's pretty good company. It is. It is. Yeah. I come like at least like around four times a year when I'm if I'm not working here. Eight? No. You've come eight no, she's come eight days. So you've been here every day so far? She takes vacation to come to the state fair. But I can see that. Where you're what we call a fair fanatic. I keep saying I'm gonna be a tour guide every day. You could be. (laughs) <laughs> you could be a tour guide. That's fabulous. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's great. We love people like you. Look at you. Is it everything you imagine? <laughs> I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or a shot. <laughs> that might have been a shot. Thank you, sir. Everything's a job. That's my life. It's either great or horrible. Yeah. But, man, I, I can't. Seriously, I am so, so happy that the decision was made. And Scott Jamison over at KQRS is a big part of it. Alex, of course. And my wife, Catherine. My my son and wife would be here, but my son's having his tonsils out. He got, at he's 27. Out of, he's out of the hospital and everything went well. Is he at the house? Dan was yeah. telling me that. And so did he, was he able to get out here before that? Yeah, yeah. He was so here he had some, some good food on a stick and he everything did. before he's. He Andy. didn't really eat anything, but he has bad stomach. Now he issues. gets to eat lots of ice cream. Yeah, yeah no, there you go. All of the ice cream. What, the only complaint that I have is the Boomer Sundays over at Sadie's are too good. Oh my gosh, they're so <laughs> good. Oh my God, those are. There's a place so right good. behind the, the milk. Custard. It's a custard place called yeah. Sadie's. They have a thing called the Boomer Sunday. Oh. It is uh, It's called the Bloomer Sunday? Boomer. Boomer Sunday. It's incredibly What's in that? So good. good. It's Never vanilla had one. custard, caramel sauce, chocolate sauce, crunched up pretzels, and a malted milk ball. And bacon. Oh, God. No, no bacon. bacon. And it's it in is. a bowl. It's, yes. in, it's in a little Heaven cup. in a bowl. It's Ran so honest, good. God, it's tremendous. It's really good. I'm going to get one tomorrow. Yeah, people bringing food over to us. And over KQRS, it's just... You know, Giggles does a great job yeah, over there does. with the grill. This magnificent job. He does. Uh, you know, the the uh, Lynn's Lefsa people came over. The Shrimp what? Shack. Lefsa, Dan, you oh, missed out Lynn's on Lefsa. Lefsa's fabulous. Sad. Well, <laughs> we had a little interview with the woman from Lynn's Lefsa, and I said, "So, are you Lynn?" 
No, Lynn's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you have okay. it, well, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't really see that coming, but oh. uh, the oh. shrimp check, the bacon shrimp, incredible. I mean, all these places, yeah. just just wonderful people. Everyone, I mean, people nice enough to stop and listen to the show today. It's just a whole different experience. They, you know, we talk about that, how it's just a whole different whole different feel. I mean, this is this is kind of like a microcosm of our of of the culture here in minnesota but it's the good it's just something different yeah it's the good slice of life exactly exactly and you know the people that help produce the fair the concessionaires the vendors the exhibitors all these great folks that you're talking about Mm -hmm. you know it's it's definitely a labor of love these are some of the most hard-working people you've ever met i mean putting in these crazy long hour days working so hard and you know just to just to put on this big party before um, winter happens again. I will tell you, Tim Slagle's from Chicago. He's in town. He's at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, and Thursday. Uh, tonight at 8 o'clock, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30, uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday both. But um, we, would, we were just talking about the events of the world right now. So as far as timing, the Minnesota State Fair is the same year. It ends on Labor Day every year. But... Right now, you've got you know policemen being killed in uh, in uh, Mendota Heights. You've got the ISIS thing. You've got I mean, you mentioned several things. People come in here. There's 320 acres, and they get away from it. I feel like it's a great escape for me to get away from it because it it's just so much stuff going on out there. You kind of at the end of the day go, I don't really want to leave. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> everybody here contributes to society. You know, they they're hardworking people. I mean, Fred. I think he was only like 40, but he looked a little older. <laughs> <laughs> Farming will do that to you. But I mean, you, you, bo- you guys work. You contribute to society. Uh, you get up in the morning. I mean, it just seems like everybody here is the kind of person, hey, I'm working really hard. I want to take a little time. They go to State Fair, and it's like a safe haven here. It is, yeah. Nothing bad happens here. It's You know, we talk to people, and they say it's, you know, it's a day without rules. It's a whole different ballgame once you get here. It's true. Yeah. It's true. taste of the state fair without any of the diabetes on this episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you by bradshaw and bryant great clips this week from chris red tim slagle brianna shoot and fred Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.